Hey friends, it's the Not Guilty Podcast. This is the podcast where three amigos discuss the movies we love even though the world tells us not to. This episode we get down and dusty with Secondhand Lions, a film beloved by our very own Kyle. up i'm alex hi and i'm all that's left i'm chris what questions you got for us kyle all right so as you all know secondhand lines is directed by tim mccanally's the two c's there i did know that two c's the that's how i pronounce it too he also directed iron giant what yes no that's brad bird well he wrote he wrote iron giant Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I forgot. Hold You're the effing film. phone. <laughs> Hold I, the film phone. Sorry, I, I stuttered. And Dennis, the beloved Dennis the Menace, Never heard strikes of it. back. <laughs> strikes back. What was he striking back at? Did I guess his, you find, his neighbor. Oh, you got to find Mr. out. I think it was Wilfred. Yeah, I could definitely see some Iron Giant undertones in secondhand lines. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. The story-wise. What were the overtones? <laughs> well... There wasn't a giant metal man, but they both liked comics. Did That's you, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote a little breakdown for for kind of a, a little bit of uh, what we're getting into. This is what it looks like. All right. Haley Joel's mom is a, a him, a lady of the night. Is it him? Oh, okay. <laughs> and finds out her uncle, uncles, Sir Michael Caine and Robert Duvall, have returned from 40 years abroad. Rumor has it that the mysterious uncles have a lot of gold. She wants that gold and figures the best ways for Haley to get it. It didn't specify gold, but continue. Oh, that's it. Oh. All right, so when do you guys, when did you guys see this movie? Last night. No, like first year. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I watched it, I think my wife and I were on our honeymoon, and uh, we uh, bought it on our honeymoon. Ooh. Oh. I couldn't find it. A, I think I sold it. <laughs> I think I traded it. Well, for some video games or something, or some other, other. Yeah, it was like on a on a shelf, and I went. I'll never watch that again. Really? I saw it. I believe it was a long time ago. Uh, this released in September nineteenth, two thousand three. Um. Yeah. I was fourteen for a day at that point. I had just gotten married in 2005. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think, honestly, this was one of the first, like, a, like adult-themed movies, mm-hmm. like, mature movies, not rated mature, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Like adult rated T. How old were you when you first saw it? I just Seven. remember, I think, we, I think we used to rent it from Blockbuster. We'd get it on VHS. Mm-hmm. But I remember That's every... Blockbuster. Blockbuster, if you're listening to this, please you reopen your stores and rest in peace, but please rise again. No, but uh, yeah, so we used to watch it every Sunday growing up. Like, I remember that was like, you know, we would, for some reason, that was the, that movie was always one that we'd watch. And I just remember growing up with it and really loved it. I loved the funny, the funniness of it. I think the jokes are still 
as funny as they were back in 2003, 2004. There's some good bits in there. Some yeah. great jokes. Like You I loved was, it the, as much this time? This Just time. as much? Or was it like yeah, watching after, it again? Was it like going back in time? After watching it again, I kind of understood the jokes a little more and like understood the plot. There were some definitely like plot holes that I missed growing up. And I when I watched it again last time, I was like, oh my gosh, it makes so much more sense. You know, I didn't know his mom like actually did, didn't go to the school. I just thought they couldn't find her for oh, yeah. like growing up. That's what I thought. But yeah, turns out she never went to Las Vegas. So I was like, oh, okay. Viva Las Vegas. But uh, I really did like the 1950s like plot based in the 1950s. I think Tim, yep. I think the story fit that perfectly. And, mm-hmm. um, a period film. Yeah. And I film, wasn't period. huge. Really? Are we going with that joke? <laughs> nope. I don't okay. know. I think we found our new podcast title. <laughs> I really, I did not like how they started from the ending at the beginning of the movie again. Yeah, you don't like that. I don't. It was a very lively yet kind of dark. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, didn't, you didn't know, you didn't know <laughs> it was dark. I love that part where they like pan over and there's this like literally bit. Uh, it's like this plane stuck in the <laughs> side of a barn. Shit. And uh, all, all you can think is that there's just got to be blood everywhere. And all they that did, bar. all they did was make the bodies jokes. are still in there. Like Walter and the guy just made jokes. They're like, yeah, they really lived. Oh, I just said the last line. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah, it only has a runtime of eleven minutes, which I was really surprised. <clears throat> what I does think the movie? It moves pretty 11 fast. Eleven minutes? Uh, One hundred. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my gosh, it's the longest eleven minutes. Well, like, you know what they say. I feel like a bad movie's never short enough. Whoa. Short with time, but long with laughter. I think that would be my official review on Rotten Tomatoes. Short, official. Short with time, but long with laughter. I was that would really, be great. I was surprised, though, that it got such a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, now that we're to Rotten Tomatoes, I actually oh, compiled oh, a list crazy. of the critical complaints that I found on, on Rotten Tomatoes from reading the different reviews. Are they ca- they're constructive be... criticisms. So the biggest complaint that I, uh, one of the most common complaints I found on it was that they felt like it was trying to, um, essentially trying to be a very serious film while also being trying too hard to make it family friendly almost, where it should have like chosen one world or the other. Yeah, it, it's it's one part Princess Bride. I think it's another part, mm. Indiana Jones. 1950s Princess Bride. And, and one part, Forrest Gump. Hey, speaking of period pieces. Oh, he was in Forrest Gump, so you're right. It is Forrest Gump. Because Haley Forrest Joel, Gump. he is Forrest Gump. Oh, my Junior. gosh. Haley you're Johansson. Right. He's yep. still stuck in his role from AI in this movie. Poor Haley Joel. He's still, still I, Android. <laughs> I wrote that he... First he grows into less cute Haley Joel Osment in this movie. Then he grows into Josh Lucas. <laughs> I loved one of the comments that read, "It wasn't as good as Big Fish." Oh yeah, I was like, "How can you, how can you like base that? Like, how can you?" Well, this is just Big Fish with lions. Compare it like that's this is Big Lions. Growing up, I always thought that this was like the backstory of the writer of Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I always I can see that. Like for like the long until last night, I was like, "Oh, they weren't the same like comic strip." Uh, I thought they were. The guy who did, uh, did the art at the beginning, he is an actual comic strip artist. I can't think of what he actually does. Though. The the actor? No, like um, if you look at the art that he did, the comics, the art that he drew, comics, the uh, comics that he arted. Um, I liked the music. Did you guys like the music in it? It was, 
I thought it was a little goofy. I, I think it, it was a little like kind of sappy. It wasn't like good. It was sappy. Whatever genre. The guy. It felt like the not good version of that. Like, what, what do you think it reminded you kind of? Kind of like Creed's not the good version of rock. All the uh, flashbacks seemed like suit like they were a different movie like I, not not like I they realize. almost seemed like they had a different budget that does raise um right. one so, point do you how much of it was real do you think mm. oh that they kind of left gosh. that pothole because the money was stolen it, it looked like it was straight up stolen but at the end of the, the sheet came by yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that. Also, they yeah. didn't have accents in the in the flashbacks. There there's like, one there moment. Like there's one moment like um, Hub's last moment with the sheik. He's they cut to him actually talking. That first flashback, whether it's like the Civil War stuff, I thought it looked like a show that was <laughs> like happening at a theme park or but something. I like, think it, it's like a it's like unnecessary explosion or unnecessary I think it, it was supposed like to be that though. cool looking because I think that like, I think it was trying to show of like a perspective of what the boy was listening to and what was picturing in his mind yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying like it was supposed to be big and not like overdone almost I, I really think that they were trying to kind of recreate Princess Bride mm -hmm. with that because Princess Bride has those yeah. moments where it's kind of just it's heavily influenced by Princess Bride I can see that I can see that and I think it didn't work as well as they had really? hoped. As well as they had hoped. I think I think that those are my least favorite parts of the whole thing. Okay. Also well, that is. Well, one of the criticisms I found was that it was uh, over the top, which is actually a complaint I had uh, about Moulin Rouge as well, was uh, <laughs> just the drastic change in tone. Um, I prefer the idea that these stories are fake, that the, they are intentionally exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Which is why I kind of don't like the way it ends with the sheik. Like I kind of yeah. wish it had been a little more open ended. This Man, is a a character hub that um sorry a line that hub says I think kind of ties the movie who's, together. Who's hub again? He's uh Robert Duvall. That's right. Which I also right. want to say Robert Duvall essentially plays the same character in every movie, and yet mm -hmm. he never gets old. I is, know. Hasn't I he worn him. that beanie in another movie? I feel uh, like he that's has. a good question. I feel like that's. I feel like he. He probably scene. brought it with him. He said, this is mine. I'm going to wear this the whole time. Guys <laughs> I do what I it. want. Look at my mustache. After like, the yes, Godfather, sir. he was like, no, nah, I'm just playing. Me. <laughs> um, I, you know, those uncles were pretty bad influences, though. You know, I like uh, giving the kid chewing tobacco. <laughs> that scene. He swallowed That's one it. of the funny scenes I think that has like stood like the test of time when it comes to like humor. Uh, I th believe this is after um, when they wake Hub up, like he's sleepwalking and like, golfing in the water or whatever he's doing i don't know he tells the kid he's like sometimes the thing that things that may or may not be true are the things a man needs to believe in the most which is why i kind of like the idea that the stories were fake because it's like they weren't supposed to be a re an accurate retelling of what happened they were supposed to just give him hope in a in a moment when he doesn't really have much my favorite line is uh this is so crazy it just might work <laughs> so what um what happened with walter's mom because i mean i know that she like w went off with like the abusive like not fbi dude was but he, it's like he had a badge was that fake was it a fake badge? That's it what I real. I tried. Well, he like he flips he it open and before he can look at it. He like puts I, it away. I think he was like a double agent because he said like he's been in a lot of 
like trouble. He had a lot of people that. Well, I I took that to mean like he owed people money. Oh. At that right. point, I was kind of like, oh my goodness, what's happening here? It, oh, yeah, when's it this got, movie going to be took, over? It took a really dark <laughs> And then turn. I paused it to see where, see where, and I was like, oh, it's like five minutes left. Okay. It took like okay. a really dark turn really fast, though. I will admit that. I was like, that was whoa, so whoa. abrupt. She's like, hey, la- hey I want to introduce up, you to this guy. Pops up at like and then, three and, then, th- and just smacks him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, get over here, kid. Where's the freaking money? We're going to take a walk <laughs> to the shed. I was like, that's not good. Never let a new guy that you just met invite you to a shed like that's just weird okay, you to a shed. Mister. he did the uh, uh, you know what i kind of want to hit him a little bit too when he like he's like where's the money and he glances over at the barn yeah. and it's like I, I, I do love how he like has that big character moment like that big one-liner yeah and then he gets like hit defend more defend yourself <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he said <laughs> he just starts hitting defend yourself <laughs> and then he just gets like brutalized a, uh, even more <laughs> <laughs> yeah he didn't really do anything he just Scrammed. Oh, he did. He kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. Was it? I thought it was the shin. That's where he keeps him. The plot device metaphor lion jumps out and like tackles him and dies. I never really understood the whole second. Why the movie is called Secondhand Lions? Like I got that there's a secondhand story. Like because also because like the lion was them. He also they were just old lions who. Had like settled into their old life and they didn't they didn't have any roar in them anymore. Also, I think the and then CGI they do get roar and die. Every every moment Michael Caine and Robert Duvall are on screen, I think is like amazing. I loved the way they ended it about like not the way they ended it, but I loved the shot where it just went black. I love movies that end like that when it just cuts to a black screen and it what? doesn't it doesn't what fade out. What did that happen? The ending. Oh, like literally the last. Yeah, like the ending of movies, you know. It's almost mm-hmm. like a fade out in a song, you know how it's like it like the <laughs> the lyrics get softer and softer. Like, like every '80s power ballad. Yeah, basically, that's kind of one thing I have against '80s power ballads. So there's two, there's like four punks that walk into this bar. It's not. <laughs> this a sounds joke. like a great joke. But it did, I'm sure, when they were writing the script. So they walk into the bar. One guy, uh, I'm like, okay, all right, kind of see where this is going. Guy walks over and he says. Hey, old man, eating barbecue? Give me some. And he like goes and grabs some off his plate. I'm no, like, that's what punks did in the 50s. It, freaking Michael Walking Stick Kane came out as Batman with a shotgun. Uh, okay, uh, Batman doesn't use guns, so a, uh, retract that statement. I felt like uh, Haley Joel Osment was kind of weird. Uh, well, he's 14. He's in an awkward stage of his life right now. This his is- voice was fun. How it would sometimes go up really high. Yeah, you spend the movie guessing kind of like, okay, uh, did they film this first? Just judging on uh, on his voice Aww, change. You're it ruined it cro- Was it you're chronological or not? I'm only going to think of these thoughts now whenever I rewatch it. <laughs> That's hey, honey, the I got of one. This show. I got one for you. Every time Haley Joel Osment runs, he looks like he's got rocks in his shoes. Like, oh, it is the man. derpiest... Run well, I've still, ever seen. Look, he's still in his forest of comp stages. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, all right. And then the, the the really sad moment where the lion. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say it, when the it, old people die, but okay. When the lion. We dies, see where your who priorities cares about, are. I, yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, we didn't even see them. Uh, and they went out on a blaze with, with their boots on. How did that? Uh, yeah, I, I saw the means. opening of that of that bar. I was like, they should so, know that that's not going to fit. Well, in that let's bar. do the math here. They were how old in 90s. the fifties? Do you think we can make it through that barn? Let's 
Let's try it upside down. <laughs> and uh, like that was that was there, a deleted there, scene that we just played. The the that the line was incredibly fake at at the end there. Like it was like almost American Sniper baby. I was like, that is a fake lion. You got Chris I, over here. <laughs> no, I just I just googled American Sniper baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't just you can't just leave your you can't just like drop your phone back. All right, I'm done laughing. So, so does anybody know the name of the princess in this movie? Jasmine. I know. Princess Jasmine. From Why how they get rights? Why is that funny? All right, so so Kyle, give us your thoughts. What watching it this time around, the second time around? Are we doing like is this guilty or not? Seventieth. Or are we just no, giving our thoughts? Let's wrap, wrap it up. Okay. For us, what are your thoughts? And then, um, and then... I think it's a wholesome film. I really liked it. Loved the story plot. Um, the where it was based was really good. I think, like I said, the writing was solid. All right. Well, yeah. Give us what you thought of it. Okay. I guess in a way, I didn't enjoy it as much as I used to. But I think part of that has to do with the fact that I went into it intentionally with a critical eye. Um, I do agree with some of what the critics said, like their use of the word schmaltzy which was in almost every review I read. <laughs> Literally that word? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that was nice. Can we, do we have a definition for schmaltzy? Schmaltzy. <laughs> That's Siri, what is schmaltzy? Checking on that. <laughs> All right, here's what I got. Let's here's see. what I got. It's from Yiddish, schmaltz meaning rendered animal fat, usually chicken fat. Schmaltz is used to make matzo balls. It's your figurative <laughs> version of... Figuratively, a work of art that is excessively sentimental, sappy, or cheesy. Okay. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah, I, I like the first definition. Um, but yeah. Siri, you're schmaltzy. You're certainly entitled to that opinion. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, I would agree that it, like, it... It, it could have gone for the PG-13 rating, I think. I think it sort of strove for the... Um, it wanted to be an adult movie while also being squeaky clean, and I just don't think it, like... Um, it kind of clashed a little bit. But with that said, it didn't, like, deter me from enjoying the movie. Alex, what are your thoughts? Are I, I, I actually really liked Secondhand Lions. I thought um, I thought Michael Caine and Robert Duvall... Um, I, I just love every scene that they were in. Like, I just thought it was um, fun to watch them, even, you know, though Robert Duvall is kind of like the same character all the time or whatever. Did did not like Haley Joel Osment. I felt like he he was stuck in AI. I said, I say the, the flashback scenes were almost deal breakers for me because I thought they just looked terrible and cheap really? and cheesy. It was a very, that was a very pitchfork review. Just like yeah. trashing it and then being like, it was good though. You're doing a great job at <laughs> At uh, sucking. <laughs> All right, Kyle. All right. <clears throat> Should you feel guilty about loving this movie? Now that you kind of said that, I feel a little guilty. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would say you shouldn't feel guilty about I loving it. You should not. I don't think it's a work of art. Like, I don't think it's going to be like... I think it fits the bill of guilty pleasure movie. But your, uh, your story about watching it, like, every Sunday, I think that's kind of, like, exactly what a guilty pleasure movie is. Yeah. It's, like, the kind of movie you can just watch on a Sunday afternoon. I think it's also, like, just growing up with that movie. Like, literally, I think where I was in that age, I could relate to, like, the big, like, the theatrical play, like, the theatrical backstories. 
Final verdict, uh, Kyle should not feel guilty yes! for loving Secondhand Lions. So, that's been Secondhand Lions. Yay! And the Not Guilty Podcast. <laughs> this is where we all buy lions. Uh, but used. <laughs> I'm going to get mine brand new. <laughs> <laughs>